At least when you leave your job for 30 years, you usually get a, a clock or something. Not just loads of ex-WWE superstars, some lights and smoke, and a picture of Paul Bearer. Yeah, that's what The Undertaker got when he retired. Finally, honestly, you can take this to the bank. There is no way he's going to come back. He won't be there at WrestleMania. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Anyway, this was Survivor Series 2020. And what was it like? Well, there's a quote from wonderful Labour politician Nye Bevan. And that quote runs, you know what happens to people who stay in the middle of the road? They get run over. But for the WWE, that's the sweet spot right now. Because they may have all that money in the bank, but they've suffered such damage this year. Reputationally, from letting go so many people when they've made so much money. And artistically. Because AEW might hit the million for their much-loved wrestling show Dynamite this week. And I understand that Smackdown and Raw only at a million and a half. They're in your rear view mirror. Getting closer. Ain't that right, Vinny? So no one expected Survivor Series to be something marvellous. That's not within the capabilities of the WWE at the present time. Not in the chaos that they are currently in, it seems. Not with the moribund writing. With the throw loads of mud at the wall and see if it sticks mentality. And yet they produce something slap bang in the middle. And that worked. Amazing to say that what they actually need is something that's not good, but not bad. But here we are in this strange year of 2020 saying just that. I started with um, a bang, really. Um, a messy bang, which of course is always the best bang. <laughs> it's the uh, the Raw vs Smackdown Men's Survivor Series match. Which is, uh, you know, okay when you've got people like on the Raw side, uh, AJ Styles, who's the captain, uh, Riddle, Keith Lee... Braun Strawman, Shameless Seamus, and then you've got Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Otis, Seth Rollins and Corbin, King Corbin, oh God. On the Smackdown side, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have some good action, and that's what you got, some good action. 
it was a very nice moment when AJ came out and started to do a bit of jawing to the crowd and Riddle, Riddle's music cut him off. That was quite nice. AJ's face was a picture as if to say, oh, God, that was very nice. There was a lovely moment when Rollins sacrificed himself for Raw. That was very nicely done. It was a nice moment. Of course, he's going to tend his child um, for the next few months. So that'll be the last we see of him for a while. Corbin was kicked off quite early. And we had Lee and Otis in. Um, had a, they were a match for each other. And Otis was giving a, given a lot of offence here. They are really high on Otis, aren't they? I'm not sure I agree. But there you go. And uh, what I didn't like was that Lee, in a way, was jobbed out for him. Because Otis did a bit of a number on him. But he did get the pin. Lee did get the pin on the remaining Jay Uso with the spirit bomb. It was okay. Not bad. Middling, you know, and that's what they want at the moment, as I say. But next up, New Day versus those arrogant fools, Street Profits. I'm really bored with them now because they just appear to be so arrogant. It was championship versus championship. You know, this is, the whole thing is, who's gonna be the best? And actually, this was the best match of the night that is really good some really fast really slick offense some really good moves at one point there was a call of a count of four from the official the official immediately shouted six <laughs> some of the great moves were things like uh, Montez Ford, you know, he can do it. He, he hits a, a lovely jumping DDT, but and Dawkins, a corkscrew neckbreaker. Not seen that before. Looks a lovely move. Very sweet. You know, the New Day can do this as well. You've got Big E who came out with them and then promptly disappeared and was not really in this pay-per-view at all and looks like he's been forgotten. So quickly, how things change. And, you know... It was a good match. Not great, but a good, sweet, fast, slick match with some really good blind tags. And you know, when you're using the rules like that, then it makes a difference. It was really good. You know, the the ref had seen it, but other opponents didn't see it. Great offense as part of those blind tags. There you go. Use something that's already there. Smashing. Then you got a match which we knew exactly what it was going to be. Zayn versus Lashley. Zayn is a nice cocky heel as we know and he's a coward too. And he lost. Lashley won. The big baby head Bobby Lashley won it. Best spot of this was Zayn saying that he got... He had vertigo after a vertical suplex from Lashley. That was it, really. And... Um, yeah, moving on to the women's SmackDown match. Jackson Baszler, who I love as a tag team, as you know. Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, Lana. And on the other side, the SmackDown side, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan, the Riot Squad, and Natalia. It was all right, but it had a big issue at the end. There was actually some good storytelling in this. And that's to be, you know, it comes to something when you are giving kudos to the WWE for simply telling a story. But that's how far down the ranks 
they've gone. So well done. Lots from Belair in this. She hit a superb springboard moonsault and a, a press into a snake eyes. Great. She's got such power and such wonderful charisma as well. You know, the whole story of this was, of course, that the Raw team isolated Lana. They pushed her out onto the steps and said, stay there. She was fighting back tears, all of that. Big smeared lipstick, you know, very upset. Okay. Uh, and also, someone else who got a lot of offence here was Peyton Royce. Really good to see. There was a really nice spot where she superplexed Bailey onto everybody. They were all out and they were all out and hanging out there for about five minutes. It, it seemed really well the people were eliminated. You know, um, Natalia blew a move. She tried for some kind of, it looked like a kind of surfboard, but she lost control of it completely and just thought, better put a sharpshooter on then for Royce to, to tap. But um, Lacey Evans, actually, who I don't like very much at all. I mean, the women's rights good. And it looked good tonight. It was smacked. It was smacked around tonight. But she did hit a pretty stunning Spanish fly from the top on Bel Air. However, this was looking good. And they really wanted to tell a story at the end. But the thing is, what they wanted to do, of course, is they wanted to make Lana the last woman standing and they did but to do that the last three were her and Baszler and Jax now they're supposed to be unsurmountable indomitable tag champions aren't they they're strong you know but the thing is to have them um, facing one person Bel Air and to have them eliminated you've got to get goofy because Bel Air isn't going to um, make both of those pin or tag out they are as strong as four ply toilet paper so we got a disqualification for Baszler because she wouldn't let go of the Caracuda clutch and they both got counted out her and Jax what a cheap way to end just create an angle. Really poor ending to a really nice match. And they got rid of Bailey early as well, which was both a, a surprise and a bit of a shame because I really like her work. But you're wondering where her mate Banks is by now, aren't you? Yeah, she was in here as well with Asuka. She won. That is all. Expected more of these two. Didn't provide it. Poor. Now, you've got two big men bashing together. But they are big men who can actually get off their feet a bit. This is Reigns and McIntyre. Reigns came out first. I would expect that Reigns would be given all of the play here. And I don't expect him to lose this match either. We are told, this is a match to see who's the secondary champion. Well, that would be McIntyre, wouldn't it? Because of the way you booked him when he was champion and because of the way he just lost the belt to Orton and only won it back because they had some issues, apparently, with Orton. So we know who the secondary champion is. Plus, you're so high on reins, we know who's going to win this. And it actually, for most of the match, 
was a little bit of a bore. They, it's quite good that they sort of play with each other in that kind of ring play um, way for quite some time. In fact, for a little bit too long, really, it became a bit of a slow behemoth match. And I wouldn't expect that from these two wrestlers. But about three quarters of the way through, we started to get some um, big moves and kick outs. And one thing I was particularly interested was a McIntyre Kimura on Reigns. Now, I didn't expect to see that. And Reigns selling it and trying desperately to get to the ropes was something really special in this match. Something that surprised me. And for these two to surprise me is a surprise. Reigns also speared um, McIntyre through the barricade and he really flew through it. He dumped him on the announce table as well, but that was just a move we've seen before. Didn't really break spectacularly. But the dump through the barricade was. That was very nice. And then, of course, because really you can't have either of these people losing clean, although for God's sake McIntyre has done that many times recently, you had to have something a bit kooky, a bit dusty finish. So the ref got bumped. And Jay came in. And Roman Reigns low-blowed McIntyre. And Jay hit the super kick. And then Reigns cinched in the guillotine. But there's no ref. And McIntyre's going out and the ref gets back in. And McIntyre gets back up to his feet. Nice move. And then he's put out. So not only have you jobbed him out, he's become unconscious as well. This is what happens with Impact, with Willie Mack, a good wrestler who is being not only jobbed out, but being made to look a tool because he has lost consciousness. If you want to build McIntyre up, and maybe they don't anymore, maybe they just had to put the belt on him because he was available. If you want to build him up though, and he could be something really special, I keep saying this, I don't know how much longer I need to say it before someone says, oh yeah, let's actually book him like a champion. Don't do this to him. It makes him look weak as maiden's water. And so, to the main event of the night, The Undertaker is finally retiring. Terry Funk, get out. It's not that kind of... Rich Swan, off you go. Not that kind of retirement. I swear it isn't. No, I won't put my house on it. Of course not. But I'm not that sure, obviously. It's a, reti it's a wrestling retirement. Anyway, it was a ceremony. Because you don't want him to have a match, not when you've had the Boner Yard match, which worked out so well. You don't want him to have another match where you're saying, oh, can't really move around the ring, can he? So what we had was a video package and then lots and lots of supposed WWF and E stars, including Mick Foley, who would go to the opening of an envelope, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, who had trouble getting up the steps and didn't look very happy. Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, Kane, great, eh? Well, no, not exactly. Shane McMahon and the Shane chant seemingly piped in. Jeff Hardy, what? 
JBL. Alright. The Godfather. Um. Savio Vega. Right. The Godwins. What? Is this all they could get? For a 30 year career? Is this it? And The Rock wasn't anywhere to be seen. Not even on a video package. But he can go to Impact and do a video package to induct Ken Shamrock into their Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, that must have been a slap which Vince McMahon, I'm not sure if he would have felt it on those very tight cheeks that I can see when he's doing his little bit of chat to the crowd. He just does a standard thing. 30 years, really good. There's nothing personal about it. It's very corporate. And then The Undertaker comes out with no one else with him, no cortege. I'm not looking for a 1992 Wembley Stadium SummerSlam entrance, but I am looking to have someone else there. No, just him. It's almost as if they're saying, oh, go on, then we've got to do it. Gets in the ring, does the stuff with a bit of pyro. There's smoke rolling in the ring and smoke rolling on the Titantron screens as well. Look terrible. He takes his damn sweet time. He does a very corporate promo. It's time now for me to rest in peace. Gets down on one knee. Does the hand in the air to a picture of Paul Bearer. Now, I know you can't have Paul Bearer there. He sadly passed. But really, it didn't half look cheap. And then nobody got in the ring to say well done. He got out of the ring on his own. Went up the ramp on his own. Raised his his fist. Done. That is so incredibly cheap. You know, even off his party is better than that. Even some curled up sandwiches. And someone doing a meatloaf tribute, usually called malt loaf, is better than that. This looked like they just cobbled it together. And really, for a 30 year career, we need something special. Not just an empty walk down to the ring with some washed up stars that you didn't even really want to see again. A bit of pyro, a short speech, and a hobble back up the the walkway. Is that all you get for your 30 years? Seems so. That and large medical bills. But that's wrestling, eh? Anyway, ended on a really poor parochial small note. And when AEW can do this so much better and bigger, this is where the WWE were always supposed to have the edge. If you can't do it, you're really gonna have trouble. Because you ain't doing it in the ring, and you need to do it in the spectacle. This seemed like they just lost 
all idea of what they used to be. It's a three and a half out of five. It's slap bang in the middle. And as they say, well, I don't know why I came here tonight. Got a feeling that something ain't right. Yes, Steelers Wheel. Me and the WWE stuck right in the middle with you. Ta-ta. Thank you.